0: Good morning and welcome into episode 45 WCAT Chats. I'm Paul Maruth, joined alongside Nitin Roger to my left, Kate Lockman to my right, and on Zoom in a few minutes, Westminster alum, state champion, and superstar alum. Zay Malcolm will be joining us. Obviously helped win a state championship on the football gridiron, and then went off, played collegially, now coaching at the college level. So we'll get to talk to him about all of those tremendous things. So can't wait for that. And let's just hop right into that. And we are joined now with Zay Malcolm Westminster alum, state champion, collegiate captain, and also now coaching at Columbia. Zay, how are you doing today?
1: I'm good. How are y'all? Doing we're good.
2: good. We're good. So Zay, how did you start getting into football? What age were you when you started playing?
1: Um, I was four, actually, um, in a... I don't know if anybody knows, I never really like kind of projected it out to anyone, but I actually have a brother and a sister too, um, both older and my brother actually, I growing up, I seen him play football. He ended up not really liking it. He ended up going towards basketball, but around the time when he started, that's kind of, you know, when I got into it or I at least started playing around with my dad. Um, so my dad put me in it really early at four, I was playing with the six year olds, but I always had fun. So I ended up playing DN for the team, but it was kind of cool.
2: That is cool. Okay, so obviously you're good friends with my cousin Peter. Have y'all been keeping up recently?
1: Uh, yeah, he reached out to me a couple weeks ago. Um, He was just checking on me make sure everything is okay. Um, I did, when I came back home, uh, what was that, Christmas break, like around New mm-hmm. Year's? Uh, we did hoop a couple times, and we did, you know, catch up a little bit. But hopefully when I come back, we'll, we'll get lunch and we'll sit down mm-hmm. so I can make sure he's doing okay, too. Good. That's, that's awesome.
3: So talk to us a little bit about your time at Westminster inside the classroom outside. If you had to kind of sum it up in a couple of sentences, how would you how would you say your time was at Westminster?
1: Um, I would say it was eye-opening for me. Um, so I actually didn't even really know about Westminster um, until about sixth grade. Um, I had a friend named Ramel, He was going here. Um, but throughout elementary school in DeKalb County, it's called Winberg Elementary. It was kind of like a charter school. Um, there was this program called A Better Chance, and my parents found out about it, and the teacher told my parents about it. So, um, I ended up applying. I got waitlisted everywhere else, but Westminster was the one school that let me in. Um, and said I can come in the next year. So, you know, and being able to come in and kind of assimilate with everybody here definitely was eye opening for me because it was just a different environment, and I think people should be exposed to different environments like that. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, no, obviously
0: Westminster, very academically rigorous. And then you lettered in four sports throughout high school. How were you able to balance all that, you know, still do well academically as well as, you know, perform on the field, you know, the track, on the hardwood, do all of that?
1: Oh, yeah, of course. Um, well, first and foremost, obviously, like, I get thanked to God for all the abilities that he did give me to be able to kind of, you know, manage all those things. Um, it was difficult at first. Um you know, trying to play for sports and, you know, do school because obviously you kind of have to give some things up. You can't really train as hard for some sports because you're trying to, you know, spread, you're kind of spread thin in a way. Um, but overall, it was kind of like my friends and the teachers that I, and the relationships that I built at Westminster that kind of helped keep me grounded and helped me, you know, stay focused and be around those people. So it made it really fun for me to do all those things.
2: Any advice for how to balance um, being a student athlete?
1: um it's really just about managing your time really um the the easier you can or the better you can get you know managing your schedule being able to kind of block spaces out for certain things I think that'll help you along the way and it will help you down the line because even at my age right now being a coach um obviously I still have other endeavors I still have other things that I would want to do other things that you know I'm interested in so you kind of um outside of my regular job you have to make time for those things and I think you know starting that early in high school will, will help so blocking out time to make sure you get your homework done blocking out time to make sure if you do have extra time or oh, going to train or going to see your teachers for office hours like making sure you set that time out so you're efficient with it so you know how much time you have to play with whether that's for social or you know whatever you like to
0: whatever you enjoy. I mean, let's go back to the year y'all win the state championship on the road every week in the playoffs and eventually end up in the Georgia Dome down in the fourth ha- quarter against Blessed Trinity. kind of talked to me about how that whole season went. Obviously, the playoffs were obviously quite grueling, traveling all over the state of Georgia to eventually end up in Westminster's backyard at the Dome and to get that win.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so, um at first it was definitely uh I thought it was gonna go really well, honestly, just because we got the you know, we beat Lovett the first game, I think. Um, but then, you know, I think we we dropped a couple and then we kind of were going back and forth and then we ended up playing Blessed Trinity in the middle of the season. Um and that was kind of a eye opening game for all of us, uh kind of reality check. Even for me, that was the first time Coach Romberg actually kind of checked me in the film room again uh in front of the whole team just because Obviously, he seen me as a leader, and I wasn't giving that effort a leader should, should be giving. So, um, you know, ever since that point, we kind of understood that we had to win every game, and everybody collectively came together to do that. And, you know, being able to build each week, but also make sure you stay in the present and don't look toward the future, it's very hard. And, you know, that team that we had, those two grades that we had really at Westminster, you know, when in my junior year and in their senior year, I think was, was very special. We did a lot of great things there.
3: Being well, a, being a leader as a junior on that team, talk to us, like how about how that relationship between you and your seniors?
1: Um, Honestly, it was, it was seamless, I think. Um, and I think, you know, everybody in that class, they, they understood their role. Um, But in our, or, like I would say, I say organization, but in our team, you know, it was the organ, like the team was kind of flat. Like everybody was kind of seen at, on the same level. Obviously, there are some players who are better than others. And that's just because God gifted people with other abilities. But I think everybody kind of understood their role in the team and they accepted that. And you can also be a leader in your role, which everybody kind of realized. So d- even during that year, you know, my favorite thing about the team was the scout team. And I, I I believe that wholeheartedly, that how good your scout team is, is how good your your team will be. And, you know, shout out to David Edmonstein and the Red Storm. Um, okay. But, you know, they they came out every day and they practiced very hard. Um, and I think, you know, those type of things that help, those are the little things that help a team team win and help a team grow to the fullest potential.
2: What's your favorite team memory from your junior season? Was there someone behind the scenes that y'all did together that you really liked?
1: Um. So we, like, we had a lot of, like, our seniors, I know they hosted, like, a, a decent amount of events, but my class like we always were kind of chill about everything like we really would just go to people's houses and kind of just hang out and then you know over time we kind of would just talk during practice people would kind of see what everybody was doing and once everybody realized we were doing the same thing then we kind of just opened it up to everybody else so it ended up kind of just growing and growing to where you know sometimes we obviously maybe we may be at different houses but you know 20 25 people are at one house watching the game. Um people go out, go bowl. So it's kind of I thought it was kind of cool. Even though you have different interests and you connect with different groups, um everybody was still open about what they were doing and everybody, you know, wanted to come together, which is which is an awesome feeling. It is rare to see.
0: Mm-hmm. And then you mentioned coach Romberg. Do you have a favorite coach Romberg story you could tell us? I know he has so many great stories and I'm sure you have plenty of memories from him.
1: Uh yeah, for sure. My favorite one is uh from, I think it's from, it's either my freshman or sophomore year, um, but he, actually was my freshman year, we went to Vero, actually, Vero Beach, Florida, um, I wish they still did that with the team, because I think that was a great team-building experience for us, um, but, you know, as a freshman going out and being out there with all the older guys, you know, I didn't really know how Coach Romberg see me, I didn't know really the light that he see me in, I kind of was just out there playing um and during one drill I kind of I kind of was loafing a little bit so uh, I'm glad he did see that but once again he, there was one of those moments where he kind of addressed me addressed me in front of the whole group and I feel like it's different when you address somebody in front of you know one one v one and when you address somebody in front of everybody else because I think when you get addressed in front of everybody else that means he believes that the other people see what he sees in you and I think that's um you know trying to shine that light on people and being able to do that. Some people need that wake up call. So they understand, you know, that they're not only shortchanging themselves, but they're shortchanging everybody else around them. So understand your ability, understand your, aura, understand the pool that you have and, you know, use it for good. So ever since that point, I kind of, you know, try to trend towards the right direction.
3: Yeah. And then professional athletes, you see a lot of the time on social media, they go over and they can say, Hey, I can see this play. And I know exactly what's going to happen. Talk to us from the state championship game. How much of it do you remember, and what is, are some key plays that really stuck out to you from
1: that night? Um, So, it definitely is a little bit of a blur, but I think I remember most of the second half. I think we went down nine to 24, I think. Um, and then I think – I'm not sure if we scored, and then they scored. But either way, we were down by two touchdowns. Um, But – Actually, when I was in Little League, when one of my teams, we actually multiple times in one season, we went down by two touchdowns. So it it actually didn't really phase me that much. Um, I just knew the type of focus we needed to lock in and you know be able to accomplish that goal. So um, during the year, Coach Romberg actually wouldn't let me. He didn't want me to play defense because obviously I was I was an offensive player. Um, but when we needed it, I would go in and play defense. So. In the second half, he subbed me in, so I ended up playing both ways the the entire second half. And um, I remember we went down, they scored, we scored, we went down fourteen again, seventeen and thirty one, I think. Um, I get like a kick return, they horse collar me, no penalty. Um, but Coach Rand ended up getting kind of creative with the playbook. A couple of plays, he put me on the slot. We ran a screen. I end up getting a decent little game. I get the ball again. I get another game. So I get the momentum going for the team. We end up scoring on that drive. Obviously, we go for the on tie kick. Shout out Watson Jackson. Um, <laughs> um, I still there's a photo. I, I need to find it. I still don't even know how he recovered the ball because there's four blessed Trinity players around the ball and he's not even there. Um, but once we rec once he recovered that, I knew that's like this has to be the drive. And just so happened that they gave me the ball the next play and I ended up scoring tie the game and you know the rest is history so um you know I think that game definitely it still means a lot in my heart just because of when I came in in seventh grade just the goals that I had for myself um and then the goals that I have for the school the fact that I actually accomplished every single one um I'm really a blessed human being to do that such a at such a young age so um you know i'm very thankful i give god all the praise like and i'm you know i'm grateful that i got to share that moment with everybody else and i'm grateful that i get to talk about it still to this day and it's probably 6 7 years later
2: what was your relationship like with your quarterback Rankin Woolley y'all were both playing defense and offense what was your relationship like
1: yeah <laughs> um it was it was a funny relationship uh i love rankin um I never, like, I thought he was gifted in football and baseball, um. so I just never was sure what he would end up turning towards. Obviously, he ended up going the baseball route, but um, we kind of had, like, an unspoken thing going on when we were in, like, whenever we played together. Like, it was kind of like if he if he felt like he what, needed to get the first down, he thought he was better for it, I had to trust in him to where I was like, all right, bro, go ahead and take it. Like, that's fine. Like, I'm assuming – you know, this is between us, and I believe that they have us on the field together. Coach Rand trusts both of us, so if we make that decision, we'll just go ahead and live with it, and we'll move on. And he would do the same for me. So even in the first game against it like I started out very hot first quarter. Um, we keep the lead from we start out hot early. We keep the lead throughout the whole game, but when we get to the end of the game, Rankin told me he was I, I got to ice the game. Like in just all pure facts, he's a he's a bigger he's a bigger guy. In some cases, in a, in a running back way, he's a bigger back. So, you know, him taking the reins on that and just running the ball to make sure we get first downs, like, I'm fine with that. And, you know, that happened throughout the entire season. Like, even in the state championship, there was a there was one play where I had seen they had a, I forget the receiver ran like a corner route. But he ended up getting to it. Like, he, he batted the ball down, but it was too close. And I kind of, you know, I looked at him, he looked at me, and we kind of just nodded. And we was like, all right, we're good. We'll make sure that. You know, we get the start we need to make sure we win a state championship. So I thought, you know, having, a un, having an unspoken have an unspoken connection like that is rare between people. So um, I think those are things you have to appreciate with everybody. And then
0: you win that state championship, you come back to campus, I'm sure. You know, what was that reception like? Not only from the teachers, the students, but also alumni, right? West Middler had a 1-1 since the 70s. Just talk to me about kind of that reception from everyone and everyone just really just cheering y'all on
1: um it's amazing i remember like it was yesterday um we party in the locker room that's the first time i've seen coach romberg ever do anything that's like smile or whatever like be <laughs> as happy as he was um like we even got him dancing in the locker room he never does that if y'all get him to dance y'all are y'all are go to um mm-hmm. but we end up getting on the bus obviously as a team we have our fun on the bus we do you know have the trophy and everything um and then when we walk out, the fact that there's like a whole row of people and everybody's standing and like handshaking us and we walk in and there's people, the gym is flooded and they're taking down the banner, Coach Romberg takes take down the banner. Um, you know, it's all, it's really like a movie in a way. And in the moment it's hard because it's like sometimes it moves really fast to appreciate it, but remembering all those things and just remembering how happy everybody was and to see that see the community come together like once again those are once in a lifetime things you just don't see and one and the fact that we were able to see it y'all were able to see it at a young age but i was also able to see it in a way to where i can kind of you know take it all in it was it was awesome and you know what i want westminster to get back to that point so
3: moving past westminster into your college years talk to us about how it was playing college football for you personally
1: um for me it was definitely very difficult um and I wouldn't say difficult in a way as in athletically I didn't feel like I fit in I felt like athletically I was fine I thought I excelled you know more than the average person um but i think once you continue to go up levels the game actually does become a little bit more mental um it does become a little bit of your a little bit more of your mindset and be it how you carry yourself and you know how you approach the game um and so early on i learned my freshman year that the kind, the way i approached the game it was good enough for high school but it wasn't good enough for college um And, you know, I needed to find a way to separate myself. And it was really difficult because I think the transition from high school to college is pretty hard. Um, And the fact that I was a first-generational student kind of being thrown in the fire, it was, you know, I didn't really do too hot for my first two, three months. Um, It took me basically the first semester to kind of get my feet under me. Um, So, um, and obviously I think, you know, I think every sport has its politics, and you, everybody has to fight through it. And I think that's just the struggle, and that's just the way of the life, the way of sports. Um, but I think I started really hitting my stride my sophomore spring, um, which is funny because I actually, I actually considered stop playing football after my freshman year and after my sophomore year. Um, and I'm not scared to say it now, but those at that point in my life, like I wasn't really in a great place. I was really trying to figure myself out. I was really trying to figure out my identity. And I think that's one thing that's really important about life. Um, and I think because I, because I shine at football so well at Westminster and I, you know, um, and even though I care, I feel like I carried myself well and I did things the right way. Um, it's the, the college life still exposed me that I still had some maturing to do. I still had some growing. Um, and I think that's important. Um, and I think by my junior season, I was really – I thought I was ready. Um, you know, I was ready to take the reins. I thought I was ready to, you know, become the star I thought I wanted—I—I I could be. Um, in my first game, even though I didn't start, I went for 150 and two touchdowns. So I thought it was going to be, you know, I thought it was going to be an awesome year. But I tear my ACL three days later. Um. So – and I think that's a – once once again, that's a life-changing experience it's a life-changing experience for me because I had never, I never been injured in high school. I um, obviously like people twist their ankles, people may get bumps and bruises, but a major injury like that has never happened to me. It's still been my only major injury in my life, um, you know, which once again, it was, it was definitely a dark time, but I'm definitely thankful for it. Cause once again, I had to find myself again um, and find, you know, who's a Malcolm is outside of football. But even though I still had that, you know, I was still training, um, you know, being able to find myself and find out what I do like besides playing football and find out, you know, how I can advance myself besides playing football, you know, was important. And I think that's why those things happen. Um, and in my senior season, we didn't go, we didn't really, we went three and seven, but I ended up making our conference. I played really well. Um, obviously, I didn't get, you know, the outcomes of the games didn't happen, but um, once again, Because of my ACL, I was blessed with another year. I went to go play in Michigan. We ended up doing well that year, and we ended up not getting to the playoffs, but still um, being able to play extra games, being able to earn a scholarship, to be able to play the game I love for free, is, I think that's what it's about. Um, And being able to make those connections, make those relationships, because you never know when those are going to be important for you. Um, So I'm very thankful for even though I didn't get to the – the goal I wanted to reach, I'm very thankful for how it went, because I wouldn't, once again, I wouldn't be here talking to y'all today. So.
3: You faced a lot of adversity throughout your college years, but if, for being able to bounce back past that, uh, was there any piece of advice a coach or anybody really gave to you that really, really resonated with you?
1: Um, yeah. And I would just say one word, um, patience. Um, I would say, <laughs> Obviously I'm a I'm a fast runner. Sometimes, yeah, uh, when I played in high school, when I hit holes, it would just be pretty fast. I would see it really quick and I would just go. Um and I would say, you know, it's the opposite of life. Um, life is sometimes you're gonna be in the same place for a little bit. And sometimes the the progress it may be really, really slow. Um, but I think you know, through that, you had to appreciate, that's when you start to appreciate little wins, you start to appreciate little things. And I think that's why short-term goals are important, because short-term goals turn to medium goals, and those medium goals turn to long-term goals. And now the long-term goal becomes the ultimate goal, um, which has shown me that really life is really a process, and it's really about progress. Um, and so really remembering that it teaches really, it really taught me not to really look forward and really just enjoy where I'm at right now. Obviously, you want to make plans for the future, but um, enjoy where you are right now because you're in the perfect spot, and God has put you right where you need to be for, um, you know, for that moment in time.
2: So now you're coaching for Columbia's football team. What made you want to get into that?
1: Actually, it really, it really chose me, honestly. Um, I'm not, I don't want to, you know, sugarcoat anything um my intentionally when I was in college I actually took two internships I worked at Goldman Sachs um so I thought I was really going to be a finance guy um out of college but my love for the game um I stayed around so I ended up playing extra year so um and obviously there were some things going on with that process that I didn't know about Um, but once again I still don't regret my decision um you know for staying in football I ended up going to Japan to to play with the Ivy League. Um, it was like the inaugural game. Now they're going to start doing it every year. Um, I ended up winning MVP there. And then the coaching staff there was from Columbia. Um, and then they were kind of just really impressed about, you know, the way I carried myself, the way, you know, the way that I played. And, you know, the way that I just carried myself around the coaches and how everybody was around. Um, so over the course of the summer, I actually was training to to get, actually get an XFL opportunity or NFL opportunity. Um, went to a couple tryouts, ended up not working out. But right before the season, Columbia ended up calling me um, and basically said that they wanted me to come work. And, you know, they believed that I was the guy for the job and it was mine unless I didn't want it. Um, so, um, of course, I took it. I actually was going to coach with Coach Romberg um oh. I was this season I was going to coach the running backs um which I was very excited about um but when I got the offer I asked coach Romberg about it and he he told me I should take it um and so obviously I took it and i not knowing if this was something I wanted to do I figured you know life is about figuring out what you don't like so you can do what you want to do um right and so since I hadn't done it you know I took the plunge and six months later I'm still here so obviously I'm enjoying it a little bit. So hopefully this you know, my trajectory continues and hopefully I continue to get better because I definitely think I can have a long uh, prosperous career in coaching.
0: And we end every interview with this. If you could give one piece of advice to a younger you, a younger Zay Malcolm, or just a younger football player in general, what
1: would that a piece of advice be? Uh, don't be scared to put yourself out there. Um I think people, you know, some people can be reserved. Some people can be shy because obviously, you know, they don't want to seem arrogant. They don't want to seem conceited to other people because obviously you want a good picture painted on you. You want to be, you know, seen in a good light by the public. But at the end of the day, you also have to understand if you believe in something and you want something, you have to chase it. And, you know, making sure that you put your all into that and putting yourself out there You would rather do that and leave with no regrets than saying, you know, I could have, should have, would have, you know, I, I would rather fail and then, you know, find a way and find a solution to where now I succeed rather than not trying at all. So, um, I would just say, you know, continue to continue to try, continue to go and continue to fail. Um, because at some point, you know, I realized when I got to college my freshman year that, you know, I, I failed. I failed my first class. I didn't, wasn't doing good football. So you're going to fail, but God does that because there's something you need to learn and something you need to apply. So once you apply that, you're going to understand that you're going to be a better person and you're going to be able to do things better because of that failure. So just keep going and remember that that failure is also progress. Hmm. Even if that's taking one step back and moving two steps forward, that's still progress. You still found a way even no matter how it is, Um, so always try to look at a positive light and always just move forward and always just be, you know, don't be afraid to put yourself out there.
3: Thank you so much. I mean, we had a great time here learning about you and learning a little bit about your time at Westminster and past. So thank you so much.
1: No, I appreciate y'all for having me. I'll definitely come down and visit soon once I come down. So
2: please do
3: Looking forward to it. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you, Zay. Good luck. Of course. Thank y'all.
3: Thank you, Zay. That was a great interview. Got to learn a lot about his time at Westminster and his time past Westminster. and It was really just a great experience. How would you guys like it?
1: Yeah, I
0: mean, that was tremendous. I grew up, obviously, in the lower school watch. I was at the Georgia Dome when he scored those touchdowns to take down BT and to bring Westminster their first state championship in football since the 70s. So it was really just a great time to be around here. And a lot of that is thanks to him and his great efforts.
2: Yeah, he's good friends with my cousin, so I've grown up watching him play, and it was great talking to him today.